Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Carew. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way. Breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. And to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? Welcome back to a new episode of Out of the Bubble podcast. My name is Rachel Carew and I'm really looking forward to talking to yet another lady that I found on social media. Social media gets a really bad rap, I think, but for our age group, it's a great way to connect with women that are all different backgrounds, all different stories to tell that can really inspire and help motivate us. So today's guest is Sophie Clear. Sophie is a yoga teacher. She's a conscious sexuality um, educator and she is also a wellness and a women's coach. So I'm really, we've got so much to talk about and not least one of my favorite subjects, body confidence, particularly as you know, women in their perimenopause and the menopause go through so many body changes, it can really affect how we feel connected to our bodies. So Sophie and I have got a lot to talk about. So grab a coffee and enjoy. So good morning, Sophie. It's lovely to meet you on here. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. We were chatting before we've gone live and it just feels like I already know you because we're both so present on social media. It's always nice when you actually make that real connection, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really lovely to see you actually talking in the flesh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I've already done your lovely introduction. Um, So let's get straight off with how, you know, what three words would you use to describe yourself and why? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the mood I'm in. Um, (laughs) I was reading that. I was reading what I was uh, writing about myself and I thought, yeah, I am that. And I'm also other things too, (laughs) depending on how I'm feeling. But I'd say I'm, I'm definitely sassy. Like I think I, I just, whatever that means, (laughs) but I have a kind of sassiness about me, which I love. I'm, I think I'm sexy. I'm just gonna, I want to continue to embrace my uh, sexuality and sensuality as I get older. And so I feel really quite sexy now at this stage of my life. Um, And I also, boundary pushing because I like to stretch myself I like to experience things that challenge me and that I can grow um, and expand from and so yeah I think I I push my boundaries um, and hopefully I help other people to you know just slightly stretch theirs as well in a good way. Absolutely I, I love all three of those and completely kind of feel like we're aligned together I can't we've got so much to talk about. <laughs> And yes, yeah. to feeling sexy. And I think that's, you know, that's something that we're, we're going to have a great conversation about today, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Before we get into the kind of nitty gritty, what's your background? I know you're a yoga teacher, um, but mm-hmm. have you always been this body confident? Have you always felt this kind of connected to your body? What's your journey been like? Mm. Yeah, well, I, da- I danced from a very, very young age. So I think I did always have that connection with my body. Um I always moved and, you know, so I, it, it, it was always there in that sense. But I wouldn't necessarily say that I was always very body confident. And I wouldn't say that I'm always body confident now either. You know, yeah. um, it's like I say with the, with the words, it, it really depends on how I'm, you know, how I'm feeling on the day. And of course, as we age, things change and 
you know, uh, good days and bad days and yeah. feeling fabulous and then like, oh, no, really not. So, um, yes, but I think definitely I hit a point in my sort of late 30s where everything started to sort of slot into place. And I think I just I just started to accept my body more and I started doing things like having uh, nude photo shoots. That was a huge uh, turning point for me. Yeah. I know you're you're you know very familiar with being in front of a yes. camera. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was really just a huge shift, um, and really helped me to just sort of appreciate my body. Um, and yeah, so the, the in answer to your question, no, I haven't always been this body uh, confident when I think about how I used to feel about my body when I was very young you know uh, late teens 20s I definitely was not happy uh, with it and uh, and then when I look back at pictures of myself obviously when I was that young it's like wow you know really there was nothing to worry about ever but you know yeah yeah. I think it's really interesting that that to recognize that Body confidence is never a done deal, is it? It's something I've just been talking about my Facebook group this morning that I have wobbles all the time and, and going through the menopause now, my body's changing and, and with that brings new emotions, new challenges and it's never going to be a done deal. It's always going to be a work in progress. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's really important to, to be honest about and, um, you know, especially when people are seeing our work and seeing a very confident side of yeah. ourselves it's important to actually be honest and say it's not always that way yeah. we don't always feel that way so you've been teaching yoga for what 12 13 years now yeah yeah quite quite a while um yes yeah. and I'm guessing that's been a huge part of your connection with your body as well because you really do have that mindfulness don't you when you're doing yoga yeah, I would say I would say yes, and I would say no <laughs> as well. Um, I I had a very I don't I don't have a very strong yoga practice anymore, but I had a very strong Ashtanga yoga practice, and I would actually say that at points it actually separated me from my body because the the practice was um, very challenging, and for me I went down a road of um, accomplishment, and the Ashtanga practice you actually go to different stages there's levels essentially so you know it 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 definitely it did really help on lots of levels but there was big pieces that were missing from my understanding of who I was as a woman um, not just as a yoga practitioner and I still feel incredibly grateful for all of the years of yoga practice that I did um, and wouldn't trade anything at all but but again, I think like anything, there is, there is uh, you know, the light and dark side to it. Um, yeah. So what was yeah. the decision, what was the kind of catalyst that, that made you realise that actually your strength is really wanting to help empower women and to help them with their own body confidence journey and really mm. connect with their sensuality and their sexuality? What was the kind of catalyst for that for Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, I discovered this in therapy, what what my real reason for it was. And what I discovered in therapy was that because I was brought up by a woman who was not empowered, very disempowered, Mm. um, not body confident, was always, and and she was a beautiful woman, you know, um, 
but was always on a diet, always saying she was on a diet and saying she was too fat. And just in many areas of her life, just was not an empowered woman. Mm-hmm. That That is why I want to do the work that I do because I can see the road that it can take you down. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm I'm just not prepared to, and I don't want anyone else to either. So, mm. you know, it, I know that there's another way, and I've certainly gone in a very different direction to my mum, thankfully. Um, so, you know, I, I I very much try not to compare myself to her, even though that is a difficult thing to do. I think as women to not compare ourselves to yeah. our mothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I have gone down an incredibly different path, can be more different really. Um, and I, so I know how good it can feel to um, be connected to who you are as a woman and including everything, inc- everything's included. So that's that's the ups and the downs. That's when, you know, when I'm saying things like, yeah, it's this, but it's also this. It's like, it isn't just all like, oh, yeah, I'm just so sexy and sassy. And it's like, no, I'm sometimes very low and I, yeah. you know, have difficult days. And that's all part of life, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and it's actually quite freeing when you can get to that point, isn't it? Of accepting the good with the bad and just accepting yourself for who you are where, at the stage yeah. where you are right now, because it's always changing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I look at my relationship to my body and my sexuality, especially um, in my 20s and 30s, and it's completely transformed. So you know, I know it's possible because I know where I was and it was not yeah. a good place. So, yeah. And how easy is it now to talk to the clients that you have? Because for some reason, it is still talking about sexuality and women, older women being sensual is still a stigma in society. I see it on Instagram all the time when women are posting pictures of themselves in bikinis and, and swimwear and lingerie after a certain age. They get so much criticism and judgment. And it usually comes from women. And I think it's from a, a place of mm. fear. So how difficult is it to open up that conversation about sexuality? I think by the time I talk to somebody, they're already curious. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of women are really curious, but for one reason or another, they're not ready or they just have had no connection to that part of their being. Mm-hmm for so many different reasons, you know, like I've never been married. I've never had children. And I was, I was very disconnected from that part of myself. Mm. Um, And I know that there's lots of other reasons why, why a woman might, might be perhaps they've been in a very long marriage and there hasn't been much um, sexual connection, Um, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of reasons. So Mm. I think by the time people are kind of messaging me and they're at least curious um, about what it might look like to actually have a like delicious, um, satisfying sex life. Yeah. (laughs) And and it's not just, you know, that's not only the work that I do. It's also, you know, uh, midlife transition and, changing that story that I think is very deeply entrenched in in our 
beings of like everything just goes it's all downhill yeah. from you know 40 onwards and when I started going through perimenopause or I, I put you know I was ri- it, it it happened very quickly and quite early um and um I could just feel myself just like I I don't want to I'm not ready I don't want to I'm not that woman I I can't that woman I can't I can't go there I can't be that person and then I just realized that I would be able to do it I can do it my way and I don't need to you know shuffle off into a corner and just be very meek and start knitting or whatever not that there's anything wrong with that but you know I can do it my way and and I wasn't going to buy into the that narrative that it means that you know I'm less than because of it um, yeah I can come and I, I'm going through the menopause now and I, I I'm like you I didn't really connect with myself and my, my sensuality and my sexuality till later in life until my 40s and so I really mm. felt the best I'd ever been and, and, and really enjoyed my sex life and really felt really connected with myself and then fast forward 10 years to now I'm 52 the last this last year the menopause knocked me sideways because it was like what yeah. the hell's going on here I'd Obviously, I had all the physical symptoms and that was really off-putting and, and really threw me. But then it was almost like having to relearn those steps again and really have to think about how I was, what I wanted and what made me feel good. And it's hard to talk about. It's something that I don't talk about with my friends very often, about how I'm feeling about my sensuality, my sexuality, my, my experiences. I, don't really, I, I do think it's still that, that difficult barrier to get past isn't it do you find that people are quite open with you even though they've gone through this journey do you find it's quite easy to get them to open up that by the yeah by the time someone's ready to sit down and have a conversation with me yeah they're they're normally ready to talk about it Mm. you know but it's obviously getting someone to that point can take a long time yeah you know so um yeah. How do we get how do we get past this this kind of stigma? How do we get? I mean, obviously talking about it, particularly on social media, is brilliant. It, there's, there's so many more um women like yourselves and the work that we're doing to really kind of open up the conversation. But what else can we do to beat that drum to, to help encourage women to to own own their bodies again and to really kind of mm. take their space and know that it's okay to talk about it, to want it, to want to feel good in their bodies, to show their sensuality. I think I think the thing is is that there's a lot of shame that's layered on mm. women being sexual beings. It means that they're can I swear? You not? can, yeah. Yeah. So it means that they're sluts or whores or yeah. whatever, right? So so um and um and so there's there's all this shame that's kind of layered on it. Um and the way that I see it is um or my 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 sexuality it, it it's actually a spiritual practice this this is the the difference and maybe that's a bit woo for some people to hear but um it it's like a meditation you know self pleasuring is a medita- it's a meditative practice it's like yoga it's you know it it's actually just another way for us to really connect to who we are yeah. And women's bodies are literally made for pleasure. You know, we we have we have parts of our bodies that are only for pleasure. Mm. You know, that's the that's their sole purpose. And so, um, 
think I'm, I honestly don't I don't know exactly how we do it but it's almost a reframing of what it is and I think when you see it more as a as a spirit more as a spiritual practice a way of just connecting to ourselves it's not shameful and it's not dirty and it doesn't mean that we're a that you know we're a, a loose woman or whatever, yeah. whatever because actually you can experience a lot of pleasure just on your own yeah. you know and imagine and I know this is not possible because this is not how we grew up but imagine if we'd had mentors like you know I, I'd like to think I'm a mentor I'm sure yeah. that you're a mentor actually saying do you know you've got this amazing body that's made for pleasure and you don't even need another person to create all of this beautiful energy in your body and it's precious and you don't need to give it to anyone and no one needs to give you that either your sexual energy is yours and it's and and you might come together with someone and you might create something very beautiful together but actually your sexual energy is yours and it's not for someone else to give to you. Yeah, that narrative is such a, an empowering, positive message that if, if, like you say, if that was brought in at an earlier age, if that's what we'd heard as young women, you know, what a difference it would have been. Yeah, completely. And uh, yeah, I, I would love to think that, that I think we have to re-educate ourselves now. Yeah. So now's the time for a lot for a lot of women and then I'm hoping that they teach their daughters and 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 it and it goes like that but yeah, yeah I mean it's a beautiful thing you know it's how we it's how we're here on this earth we reproduce you know we're <laughs> yeah and yeah obviously it's you know it's just been like it's a terrible shameful thing and it's and it and I think it's lifting the veil from that because the problem is, is it is that when it's kept in the shadows, it leaks out, you know, in yeah. in not in not good ways, which we see in society all of the yeah. time. Yeah, you talk um, a lot about um, conscious sexuality. So, is that spirituality yeah. part of that? Can you explain what, what yeah. that, that looks like? What that is? Yeah. So, so really, it's bringing our awareness to what to what we're doing in in the realm of sexuality and. So we talk about um, things like boundaries and consent. This is a really important piece that, again, if only we'd been taught about boundaries and consent yes. as young people. Um, but, yeah, it's like being aware when someone is perhaps going to touch your body and it can just be a touch, you know, just a touch or a stroke. Like, how does that feel? Is that a yes? Is that a no? your body is that yes please is that stop like what you know what does what does certain touch from different you know obviously different people evoke mm. a different response in us as well so yeah. what does that evoke in our body how does it feel um and and learning that language our, our that language for ourselves of our of our body um so yeah it's just bringing our awareness to it our conscious awareness to it as a practice Mm. um yeah and it you know and it's not easy I'm not you know it's not an easy path and we could definitely you know I hear a lot of women just say do you know what 
I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s. I've kind of had enough. It's okay. I've had a lot of sex. It's fine. I'm just not going to, you know, and it, and, and maybe that's, that's the truth for them and that's fine. And personally, you know, I just feel like there's so much to be experienced. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that at all. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like that. that. It doesn't, but you have to be ready to kind of go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yeah. For somebody that, that's that's listening to this that wants to try and take some tentative steps to kind of improving how they feel about everything, what suggestions mm. would you make? I mean, I know you took that step of doing the naked photo shoots, and I've done that as well, mm. and I found that really empowering. And that was at the beginning of my modelling career, so I was about 46, 47. And I just, I really, I was scared to do it because it took me out of my comfort zone, but I, I really found the whole experience quite beautiful and moving. What else can people do to try to kind of take those tentative steps to discover? Yeah, yeah. I think I think getting um, building a relationship with our body, and so things like you know the photography. It's it's that's an amazing thing to do. That might be that might feel like really scary for some women and really exciting for others. Um, I get, I spend a lot of time in saunas, you know, being naked in saunas. I go to the nudist beach, you know, things like that. Things yeah. where I can feel you want to, it's, it's, it's building a relationship of trust and safety within your own body, learning mm. that you are safe in your own body. Because I think for a lot of women, we don't feel safe in our, in our own body. And yeah. so that's such a, a big part of it is learning to trust ourselves to make good decisions for for ourselves so mm-hmm. um doing uh gentle touch conscious touch going i run self-love classes and that's and we do gentle touch um self-touch and we do uh we do sensual movement and it's all like really gentle but a really nice step into, oh, how do I feel when I like move my hips? And how do I feel when I stroke my face? And, yeah. oh, that feels, you know, it can be really, really gentle. It doesn't, yeah. does, it can, and that can still be very profound and really can, can shift how you feel about your body. Yeah. Um, yeah. You do think, you mentioned the saunas. And so you do, group sessions in, in saunas are based around saunas don't you how does that work because that sounds really interesting yeah yeah well um yeah so I have we haven't done it for a while simply because the saunas moved and the and um but yeah we would bring women together in a sauna quite a big sauna uh we had before covid we mm. <laughs> we had like 20 odd pe- people in a sauna and we'll do rituals and pampering and you know, and and that it was a space and is a space that people can, if they want to be naked, they can be naked. Because mm. I remember when I went to um, the first time I went to Helsinki, and and I went to some saunas in Helsinki, and just experiencing the sauna culture there. And there's yeah. all these women naked with all their different bodies, and I was so struck by it yeah. um, that it's not what we do here. And so we don't see generations of different bodies in yeah. one space. And God, wouldn't that be amazing yeah. if we could just see all those different bodies rather than everything that we see 
on social media or like when we were growing up like magazine magazines and yeah. you know it was a different time but yeah um so being in in spaces that you know feel safe and people are like okay well maybe actually I'm okay I can just like take off my bikini top and that feels okay or just being around women so yeah so we would just create these amazing like womb-like spaces and um do do different rituals and sometimes women would just be screaming and we'd like run into the sea and you know because the sauna was near the sea so Oh, fabulous I love that yeah. I love that idea of women supporting each other going through that process as well there's such strength in that isn't there that, that's yeah. really beautiful and yeah. it's interesting you were talking about there I was going to ask you about whether you thought there was this kind of different attitude abroad to 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 in the UK I worked in um, Denmark as a au pair in my 20s and they were the same so free about their bodies and mm. and really kind of I just got used to seeing different body shapes and, and sizes and of all ages and here it's we're so much more restrained, aren't we? I wonder why. Yeah, I just think we don't. It's not. It's not appropriate, is it? Mm. And, it and it hasn't been. <laughs> yeah. It never has been. <laughs> no, and I suppose that's what gets the reaction. So when you do see women on on like social media in the lingerie, they're in the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. It seems to get an adverse reaction because we're just not used to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Which is why well, we need to do it even more. <laughs> Absolutely. I I agree. I agree. And it makes me really sad that there is that because there is that belief that you get to a certain age and then you should just stop, mm. you know, stop with all that and yeah. your post, re, you know, your post reproductive years are over. And so that means that you're no longer valid as yeah. a, a, you know, as a essential woman. And um, I just think that's absolute bullshit I yeah. don't believe that for a moment and my experience from my journey is that I'm just growing into myself yeah more and more and I intend to continue to do that I know women in their 70s who are super juicy who are going around and um, one woman in particular Laurie Handlers who's uh, a, men- a mentor of mine she she's 70 I think she might be 73 now and she's going around teaching these big um conscious sexuality uh events all around the world yeah. she's amazing yeah. you know and she's we not need more of those. right yeah. you know and it's like it's so important to have that as a you know okay that's that's a me- that's a mentor yeah um yeah um, and actually we know there's a few people of our, our age group 40s 50s that are talking about it which is brilliant for the next for the generation below us because they can get our wisdom and, and realise that actually life doesn't, you don't just stray up at 40 and that's it. But we need right. more role models for us, older up, 60, 70-year-olds talking about it. We do. It. We do. We do. And I'm always looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> there we are have some those... out there. Yeah. You have to really look. You yeah. have to really look. Because a lot of them are not on social media anyway. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So... No yeah yeah so what are the tips kind of what were the most valuable things for you in terms of your body confidence what were the kind of things that really made a massive difference to how your Mm. mindset worked I think um the things that really were big shifts for me were um I I started working when I was still having regular menstrual cycles which I'm not not really now 
Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, I found menstrual cycle awareness when I was um, in my late 30s. So that was really an amazing gift. And I'm mm-hmm. so pleased I got it there um, at, that, at that stage. Um, but it, that just sort of brought me into the understanding that actually my body is so, so wise. You know, it's there and I don't really need someone outside of myself telling me what I need to be doing with my body. So that was a beautiful gift Um, that that doesn't really sort of fit with me now because I'm just simply not in that phase of my life anymore. Mm. But I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, And then one of the one of my most transformative experiences was um, I had a tantric massage. uh, about four years ago and it was just the most be- beautiful experience and that was a real that was a real turning point for me and I think if any woman is feeling blocked um and and is and is prepared to do something like that I would mm. say always go to a woman first um just for that safety kind of uh, aspect to it. But that was like, wow, I've, that's when I really start to appreciate my body was really just this, this vessel of, of pleasure that I could just create all this amazing energy in my body. Mm. Um, so that was a huge uh, turning point for me. Too. And it is a journey and it is kind of ever changing. So when you're coaching, mm. how long do you work with your clients for? Over, you know, what length of time? Um, it really depends. I do well. I do anything from single coaching sessions, which are like breakthrough sessions, where yeah. people. I was talking to a lady yesterday, and she said, "You just you changed my life in sixty minutes." Wow. So, I haven't I haven't done one of those sessions yet where someone hasn't just had like a big light bulb moment. Yeah. Because, you know, with coaching, you are, you're just helping people find what is already there, just help to shine a light on, on what they, they, they know, but they maybe just can't see. Do you think sometimes women almost need that permission from somebody else? Definitely. To, to, to let go of all those hang-ups and just be... Yeah, you know. 100%. Because I think also, uh, like you were saying, we don't, it's not something, well, in my world, I talk about it all the time, but generally it's not something like the lady I was talking to she said I had and she's she's 60 she said I had my first conversation about sex with my friends two weeks ago Mm. yeah yeah so it's just not something that's spoken about um but yeah I think I think permission is it it's one of those things it's like you you bring it up and and you and you and then people are like, oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to, you know, people, people want to talk about it and, yeah. and want to explore it. But it's definitely permission is a huge thing. And, again, I think that's why, you know, women like us who are, who are not doing the, the normal thing are, yeah. are so important because it does give other women permission to, to live differently, you know. Have you seen a change? Have you seen a shift in? Because I'm guessing media and advertising and the way older women are portrayed has a big impact too on how we feel about our bodies. Have you seen a shift, do you think, into a more positive representation in the last few years? 
Uh, well, there's women like you out there, which I don't think that was happening. Mm. And I mean, I've only noticed it in the last few, I'd say even like two years. I don't yeah. know. That's just my, um, that's my observation. Mm. Uh, but that does definitely seem to be changing. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because Yeah, I world. think it's, I think there's still a lot of tokenism. I think that's what I that I wanted yeah. to that's what I was you know it's like yeah. oh we have to put the older lady in yeah. because, you know that but I think you've got to start mm. somewhere and, I, and I'm hoping that whenever they do that whoever they choose they always get a really positive response and they get such a great feedback from consumers that eventually that has to turn into becoming a normal conversation and we're not even having to have these conversations that it just happens because yeah. they see the response from other women because we all want people that we can relate to Completely. I mean, I buy underwear from different brands and mm. I haven't, you know, when I, it's generally always women in their twenties that are models. Yeah. Right. And it would just make a huge difference to me to just see some mm. midlife women and up, you know, mm. it just, it, it really would make me want to buy their stuff more. And yeah. you know, yeah, and I, and I didn't start buying nice lingerie until I was 40. I got divorced and every month I bought myself a new set. And then I got more adventurous and I wore sexier lingerie and it made me feel amazing. But the shops that you had to buy them from never had anybody that looked like me. And then, then no. there's that, that whole thing of, oh, God, you know, am I the odd one out here? But I'm not. There's loads of women in our age group that want to wear sexy lingerie. We just don't see ourselves in the advertising, which is frustrating. But then that adds that layer of fear for some women, doesn't it, to go into a shop or to go and buy it? Yeah, because I, I, I can notice how I feel if I go into a shop that's like a younger person shop, even if there's something that I want in there. Mm. So thinking of um, America, like I go to American Apparel sometimes, and that is really young person's store in my yeah. mind. And I do feel like, ooh, should are they looking at me thinking I shouldn't even be in here you know which is crazy but that's that's how we you know that's how I feel certainly in that in that situation so yeah going into an Ann Summers or you know it's there's yeah when they're when their models are in their 20s and again that's just like again pushing that narrative of like you can only be sexy when you're young and fertile yeah yeah no, it's you know. uh, it's yeah, it's a minefield, really. It's a whole got another conversation, isn't it? It's just um, there's there's still yeah. a lot a long way to go. If you could change anything now, what would what would be the first thing that you changed about um, women's kind of mindset and what's going on right now? Oh God, what so many things. <laughs> so many things. I think I just I just like getting women in in a space together. You know, mm. so. I think it's that permission, uh, giving women permission to feel it's okay to feel pleasure. And I'm not even talking about sexual pleasure. I'm just like feeling good. You know, Mm. it's okay to feel good. Our bodies are, you know, we're here in these amazing bodies that can experience such a wide range of sensations and feelings and experience, you know, Mm. and, um, it's okay to feel to feel good and let let yourself explore that you know um so is this the kind of thing that that you do on the retreat because I know you're doing retreats aren't you so what kind of happens yeah is that the same sort of thing exactly 
Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, it's the same as uh, the saunas and the retreats. Yeah, it's kind of like a bringing people in, and then we go through different layers of just dropping and letting go of whatever's going on outside. And when women come together, it's just amazing what happens when we come together. We leave our stories out the door like our responsibility not our stories but our responsibilities and everything that kind of holds us in yeah letting that go and you know there's always tears there's always you know a real sense women just come together it's Mm. really beautiful and and then from there we can start to shed layers of shame and guilt and you know maybe even tap into some like anger and like that fucking guy or whatever it is and just like move through that it's okay to express what you're feeling whether that's anger or shame or you know pleasure or joy you know we have all of this available to us so yeah yeah, it's really um uh bringing women together in order to yeah just go through that beautiful process and yeah they they leave and they feel amazing and like I see women just make real shifts doing things that they never thought they would they would do you know and what a release I can imagine that's a huge release and we don't appreciate that it's it can actually be such a blockage and stop us from going on to do so many other amazing things when we're carrying all that kind of tension and and disconnects yeah yeah so it's just you know very gentle opportunities to slightly push yourself out of your boundary you know Mm. just stretch your boundaries a little bit in a way in a in a very safe space you know Mm. nothing is pushed on anyone everyone has you know they're all sovereign beings they get to choose what they do and don't do and that's really really important and maybe there's there's some you know ch- opportunities for stretching ourselves and doing something that's a little bit outside of our comfort zone and how yeah. does that feel and generally people just feel very much alive yeah. from that oh so when's your next one are you doing one this year I am I've just booked one in for September so uh the end of September it's the 16th to the 19th in Dorset in this really beautiful um barn uh that I've been going to for years and years but it's the last time I'm going to be able to go there and it's just a very perfect space for what we do because it's our own space and there's no one coming in and out and we just get to sort of own the it's our home for the weekend we're very close to the sea um there's a pool there's a hot tub we're in nature yeah amazing food like it's really yeah it's a really beautiful um experience so yes if there's anyone listening to this who would love to just you know discover who they are as a a wild sensual woman or you know or whatever flavor of femininity that we we have lots of different flavors don't we but um then yeah Yeah, that's the thing as well isn't it that's um that's the thing that sensuality sexuality being able to express it looks very different to every every different woman has a different way of feeling that expressing it and I think it's about acknowledging that as well, isn't it? That, that one box doesn't fit all. Right, exactly. And 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 we're women are all we're all so different too. So mm. there's so many ways of being of of being a woman. There's so many way, ways to express our femininity and 
Yeah. You know, no one of us is the same. And so it's sort of discovering what that is for you. Like, yeah. you know, who am I as a woman? Like, you know, what lights me up? What makes me feel really alive? And, you know, what makes me feel safe? And what's not, what doesn't feel okay for me? And just getting very, very curious about, about you, about, you know, yeah. yeah. It seems yeah. to me that that, 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 that word curious, it's, it's like, because I feel more like my kind of 16-year-old self in my mind than I ever have, you know, than I have done for years. I feel like I've gone back to that girl with the confidence. And mm. it seems to me that when we were younger, we had all this sense of curiosity about our bodies, about life, and then you lose that along the way. And then you get to your 40s and 50s and it seems to re you can reignite it again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's something about the transition of menopause, perimenopause and mm. menopause that you you're kind of faced with yourself yeah. and and it is a it is a threshold it's a it's a stepping over into another phase of life it, li- mm. it literally is isn't it yeah and so it's a letting go of the 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 woman that we were and uh, and embracing the, the woman that we're becoming and yeah. I think so Kate, I'm sure you know Kate Codrington but she calls yes. it second spring right yeah. so and and how it feels for me it's just like we it's not a it's not a winding down it's actually a leveling up like next level yeah and and so yeah that kind of curiosity and sense of like what is the next you know what is the next half of my life going to bring who am I going to be what am I going to create um it's exciting exciting. well I'm looking forward to watching your journey and what else you you can and become and bring and evolve it'll be really interesting and I love the work you're doing and I love the way that you are showing you. up for women and um, because you are inspiring and you will sometimes you, it's easy to forget the work that you're doing and the impact you have on other people because there'll be women out there that just needed to see some of your posts that just remind themselves that they've got to check in with their own bodies and just give yeah. them that extra boost so well done you keep it up how can people find you Sophie I mean, Instagram is probably the best, the best first step. Um, yeah, so Instagram and I have a website which you can get through Instagram. So, Brilliant. And yeah, there's the retreat it's, it's details great. on the um, website as the well. Ret- the retreat details are on there. And then my coaching, if anyone's interested in coaching, you can also find details of my, so I do um, uh, single sessions, but I also do like a three-month container as well. So yeah, if anyone's interested in going on that journey. Thank you so much. My last question that I ask all my guests, if you were oh, to yes. pay if you were to pay yourself a compliment, what would it be? Yeah, I wrote this down. So hopefully it's um it's gonna come out okay. But uh one thing um that I'm really proud of is that I made I have transformed one of the biggest issues and my biggest blocks in my life into the thing that is not only very um empowering for myself but is also the thing that I'm helping other women to discover and to be liberated with so um yeah so I I I give myself kudos for that powerful stuff thank you so much (laughs) it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and uh looking forward to staying connected thank you thank you Rachel thank you take care bye Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sophie. I think it's a really important message and we have to remember to connect with our bodies and it's maybe something you're struggling with right now. So be kind to yourself, take those small steps like Sophie mentioned, being more conscious is 
with your body, how and how it feels in different situations. But also just being open to have conversations with your girlfriends about, you know, how you're feeling about your sexuality, how you're struggling with things, because we're all going through these situations. And if, if we all open up and talk to one another, then we will all support one another and learn that we're not alone in this and there's no shame in how we're feeling about our bodies. And I think it's really important to lift this taboo around the subject. And the conversations like this with Sophie is a huge step forward. So I really loved listening to Sophie. And it's also remembering that these are our bodies there. They're absolutely amazing. And we are, you know, we've got to take back some control over our own bodies. So um, learning to connect with that, being conscious about it, whatever that looks like to you, and not being afraid to express our sensuality, um, which is something that is, you know, there is a shift. We are seeing lots more women in the 40s, 50s and 60s um, showing up and representing. And I think having role models like that in front of us will help lead the way. So lovely conversation i hope it's giving you some food for thought podcast is now going to be going to fortnightly just to free up a little bit more time for myself to work on other projects so i will be still here bringing you fortnightly amazing women for the podcast um, but i won't be here every week so just to remind you that i will be fortnightly from now on next week i'm heading off to new york i'm really excited it's something that me and my close friend joe were always planning to do for our 50th which obviously happened in lockdown two years ago so uh, Mark and I and uh, my friend and a partner are going to um, New York, which is going to be amazing next week. We're really looking forward to it. And I'm also, fingers crossed, going to try and do a bit of work hustling as well. So watch this space, but just keep following your dreams because age is definitely just a number and it shouldn't hold you back from trying to follow your dreams and to push forward and to really to see what you can become in this next chapter because there's so much more for me and I know that I've got a lot more in me to give. So Looking forward to what, seeing what that brings. So next week, New York, um, here I come. Back in a fortnight, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group, where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram at Rachel Perun I'd love to know how you intend or how you are already stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration. But in the meantime, keep being fabulous.